clap on my end. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing really matters. Anyone can see. I love Queen. Me too. Me too. All right. What have you been watching? I know one of the things you've been watching. I've been watching a couple things. Um, okay. I watched uh, No One Will Save You on Hulu. Yeah, me too. I watched that the day it came out with my oldest. I thought it was okay until the ending. I know you hated it. so I hated the ending. was so stupid. And it was so... I, I know what they were trying. To, it was too much. They, they tried too hard to do this whole, like, we're not going to have any dialogue thing. It didn't land for me. At one point, I just started vacuuming the living room and just, like, had it on. I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to miss anything, so... Well, I maybe I enjoyed it because I watched it with my son, and anytime we watch anything, we we rip it apart. Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Hell yeah, that would have been so fun. Because we kept making fun of the aliens and how they kept doing the YMCA. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, these aliens look like the bad guys from Ants from the movie yeah, Ants. Yeah. I swear to God, watch this movie and tell me they don't look like those fucking ants. And then, oh, what did I say? They were, oh. Oh, I can't remember what my the YMCA is is perfect. Oh, oh, I said they were doing the Macarena. Well, they're like they were all the different ones. Like there was one that I was like, oh, now there's a monkey one. What the fuck are these aliens? And then it was like, then I was like, oh, look at the really long armed ones. I'm like, YMCA. <laughs> that would have made it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Oh god. Usually, because I know I don't know what my son said. My son had some good burns on the thing. I don't remember. But anyways, um. What else I watch? Oh, I watch uh, the new American Horror Story, the first two episodes, Delicate Condition. It's meh. Yep. I don't enjoy it. I went out and I got the book from the library the day that they got it, that it's based on. Because it's the first season that they're basing it on a book. And the book was meh. So I'm not having high hopes for this, but whatever. I finished the series finale of Reservation Dogs. I think I've been calling it Reservoir Dogs on here, and that makes me really sad. It's, like, bothered me for, like, I don't know, like, two <laughs> I weeks. I actually don't know. <laughs> I, for, like, two weeks going, have I been calling it Reservoir I think I've been calling it Reservoir Dogs. People are going to think I'm so stupid. I know what it's called. <sighs> Anyways. It's not like there isn't a Reservoir Dogs. I know, that's but that's that vastly you know, different. Stuck in your head. Vastly right. Well, different. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then my son started watching, like, this last season with me. And I think we're going to go back and rewatch it because he's really enjoyed the last couple episodes, too. And then um, I watched the newest episodes of Only Murders in the Building. I watched the first episode of Gen V. I'm surprised you didn't watch that instead of No One Will Save You. Because that's the boys' spinoff. Oh, I haven't even heard of that. Yeah, it's supposed to, it's about a, um, it's a, like, a su- later. superhero college so it's like where the soups go, like all these kids, you know, that were like that got V when they were babies. Now they're um, all going to college and they're like competing to be the best superhero to go and join the seven oh. and, and replace Starlight and Queen Maeve. So it's really dark. Like it's very much the first episode of Boys How Now something super traumatic and really gory happens in the first few seconds. Yeah, right. that's something Yeah, that happens here as well. Well, Amazon didn't do a good uh, job. Like telling me that that existed. I seen uh, that it was coming for a while, but the kid was like, "All of a sudden, like, oh, it's out already." And the first three episodes are out. I watched the f- I watched part of the first one yesterday, and then I watched the end last night. And 
I need to watch the other two. I, I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. So I thought it was pretty interesting. And then um, I stumbled on this yesterday morning. It's on Netflix. I just, like, it was one of those, like, let's look at what the trailer says. It's called Harley and Katya. And it's about these Australian pairs, figure skaters. Actually, the guy is from Australia and the girl is was from Russia, Katya. And what they went through to, like, become figure skaters and how should they, like, um, had her become an Australian citizen. She didn't speak a word of English. And then, like, they competed and they had Russian coaches. So they never got to, like, really speak to each other. And, like, all these terrible things. This poor girl. Like, she's... Huh. It's actually a really interesting story. I can't give it justice. But, like, they went through, like, some horrible shit. And terrible things went down at the end. But I don't know. It was... I thought it was very interesting. So that's it. I haven't heard about that. I might watch Reptile on Netflix. Yeah, that's on my list. Into, like, a series. Yeah. Um, I watched all the, all the same things. Watch No One Will Save You. I watched the first two episodes of American Horror Story. Like you said, it's okay. I don't know. I hope maybe they deviate from the book because I, I wouldn't love that storyline. Um, I think Kim Kardashian is amazing because she's playing Kim Kardashian and, you know, who is better at that role? So I think she's doing great. Uh, and then I'm caught up on Only Murders. Only one episode left, so that's really fun. And again, I would like to plug the Only Murders in the Pod podcast, the companion podcast, because it's so interesting. And this year has been very different because they could not talk to any of the writers or the actors. Oh, because so they've of been the talking to Yeah. So they've been talking to the directors of each episode, the DPs, the um, producers, costume designers like people like that who aren't part of the sag after strike and it's it's all it's just been really really cool to get that perspective this season it's just fascinating how they shape that show it's cool yeah i would think any of those twisty turning ones like that takes a mind like i love to write but i think you would have to start at the end and work backwards and it seems like really hard to do i don't know and it's interesting because Many, like the directors, many of the directors of each, because they'll have different directors for each episode. And then there's one guy who's like the show runner who's right. running the whole deal. Um, and most of the time, the director of each episode, like they don't know who the killer is. They oh, don't know cool. how, how this plays out. But what will happen is... Um, oh, I can't remember his name. It's John something. He'll, he'll just be like, okay, when you shoot this scene, I need you to zoom in on this for like a second like he'll he'll tell them like here's something you should key into I can't tell you why or how you know it fits into things but this is something you should focus on in the scene and they're like okay like they have no idea like why they would do that and how it's gonna play out in the grand scheme of things but they're like I don't know he told me I had to do this so it's it's very interesting and they'll skip around so like one will do like episode three and then they don't come again in again until like the end of the season and it's neat. Anyway, that's that's all I've watched. Nothing exciting. Right. Oh, my daughter and I did watch Practical Magic, but that was Such a while a ago. I love that movie. You should read the series. I really enjoyed it. Oh, and I'm reading a book, but I'll wait on that because I just started it. So I'll give you my book review next time. Oh, I just finished one that's called None of This is True. It was good. It's all about like this podcaster. Like she goes out for her 45th birthday and she's at it. And this woman comes up to her and says, Oh, you're I'm your birthday twin. Um, It's my 45th birthday. And it turns out they were born on the same day in the same hospital. 
this woman approached her and says, we should do a podcast about being birthday twins. And then it turns out that this woman is like a complete psycho. And she starts weaving this whole story. And you're like, what is true and what's not? And it was super, like, I was like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, what is happening? Is this true? None of it is true. I think it said that from the title. But you're just like, you don't know who to believe. And it's, <laughs> it's really good. I liked it a lot. Oh, cool. I actually think I may have heard a little bit about that. Well, uh, speaking of lies and things that aren't true and crazy people, well, yeah. Hello, that's me and Tiffany. Welcome to <laughs> that so original podcast, podcast that talks to you about crazy people and streaming TV shows and the people that lie on them. I am Kelly. I am here with my friend Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. Hello. We are here today talking about a bunch of liars who lie on a show called Cruel Summer. This is season two, episode six. It's called The Plunge. They didn't bury the lead there at all. It's very obvious where this title comes from, and I like it. Thank you, Cruel Summer, for doing something logical for once. Well, I'm just like back at my. There is absolutely nothing revealed in this episode. Like, other than this was such a nothing burger. Yeah. There was like, I mean, well, the last two, it was like, oh, she was pregnant. Then it was like, oh. There, she found out about Lisa. And then this one, I was like, "What? What's the? Re- oh, there's nothing. There's, there's no literally reveal. nothing. This maybe this is just setting us up for like a whole episode of holy shits. But this was snooze. Best. There was like one one little second there. You're like, okay, I can get why nobody likes Luke. But I thought that all along. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, I know well, exactly. We've been saying that all along. Why? Who cares about Luke? Why do people? Like him so much. All right, you start us off, please. Oh, good. I have things to say. Okay. Okay. So this all takes place on July 30th, December 30th, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So in the past time, um, Megan has ditched the overalls and the ponytail, and she is in a dress with her hair down like she's doing a um, she's all that moment. Oh, my God. That's what I have in my notes. (laughs) She's getting ready for something and Isabella walks in and says hey girl you look great um p.s. I broke up with Luke last night you're welcome Megan is appalled because it is Luke's birthday and how dare she break up with him on her birthday Isabella says no no biggie I did it last night so we're good she's like and besides it's clear you two have feelings for each other so I didn't want to wait Megan is touched but also wants to know like how did Luke take it is he crying like will he still want to bang me later just trying to figure these dynamics out and Isabel's like, he was surprised because, honestly, he's been surprised that girls talk to him at all. So I think he's just been a constant state of surprise. And she says and once he sees Megan at the party, he will forget all about her anyway. I was like, mm, she doesn't look that great. She's wearing tennis shoes with a little short dress. It's weird. It's very I said, once he sees you with your hair down, he's totally going to fall in love yeah, with you. That's how it works in Take the glasses off and everything. Yes. In the wintertime, um, Megan and Isabella are packing bags for what they're calling the Chatham Plunge. We don't get a lot of information in this moment, and it'll come back what this stupid thing is. Isabella's wondering how cold it's going to be and asking all this stuff, and Megan is distracted because she gets a message from the Google guy that says, job opportunity today at my place. He needs extra hands on a software patch. She immediately, like, doesn't even think about it. She's like, she tells Isabella, I need a bail. Um, I have paperwork for my scholarship that I need to complete today. On the day before New Year's Eve, when everything is shut down at a college. <laughs> so, um, Google message guy, like, Google guy messages again saying he'll pay big bucks. And Megan says, um, bye, Isabella. Don't like you anyways. I like money. 
and throws on her headphones and sits in front of the computer. And I was like, one, why did she need to put her headphones on? Because she was just going to reply back to the message. So it was just pretty much a, like, put the headphones on. That's her fuck you where this conversation's over. Well, in the very next scene. Okay, this comes back. Hang on. We're going to do this real quick. In the winter yeah. green times, Megan gets a message from Google Guy that says, did that code help you access the files you wanted? And she says, yes, but she hit some roadblocks and may need some help. Debbie walks in and asks Megan if she slept last night. And she says, no, Luke would have been 18 today. And a year ago, I was planning his 17th birthday because that's how age works. Weird. <laughs> and she says, and now there is a memorial instead. Debbie asks where Megan got the laptop. And she says, a friend. And puts her headphones on, which is now what we are going to refer to as a Megan goodbye. Like, headphones okay. on. It's like the chat on goodbye, but nerdier. So, yes. done. Oh, and I had a note about the lack of Chatham goodbyes in this episode. Oh. Very off-putting. Yeah. Cut to Megan. She is sitting at a memorial for Luke that is outside of his house in the driveway. Like, <laughs> this was a gated house. I don't know. There are teddy bears and flowers. Brent comes out and sits down with her. He says how Luke would have loved all this attention. And then they're laughing at, like, how bad of a rapper he was. Right. Was like, okay. <laughs> Brent laments about how much of a dick he was to Luke and Megan's like oh, it's okay Brent you were a dick to everybody it's you know he wasn't special no one chat him goodbyes in this scene which I thought was weird like they just continued the conversation but he does say to her did you get any sleep last night and I was like her mom just asked her that I was like I think it's the dark eyeliner everybody's like girl you look like you haven't slept in days <laughs> girl Oh, cut to the good summer, and we see that Megan is setting up for Luke's birthday party. So that's what the short dress and the sneakers and the hair down are for. She's pulling out candles and blowing up balloons. This is going to be a real rager. Brent comes in with some bags of ice and a mini keg. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been to a party. Megan's like, okay, so my annoying little sister is at a friend's house, and my mom isn't getting home till 10 o'clock at night can you say total <laughs> banger brent looks at her and says something's different i was like her hair's down does that make her look like a totally different person it's, uh, and then this is when i said it's too bad she didn't have glasses and braces before so you could do the whole 90s movie makeover trifecta she ignores him, starts telling him that uh, what she needs him to do for the party. And he's like, chill. And she says, I, want, I just want this to be the best birthday ever, you know, to get his mind off of stuff. And Brent's like, oh, you mean getting dumped? Just keep the import in the trailer and everything will be fine. I hate how he refers to her as the import. It's He's so gross. He's like, don't worry about a thing. This party is going to be something that Luke will never forget. In the fastest scene to date... Megan opens a drawer in the kitchen, sees the birthday candles, grabs a piece of paper, closes the drawer. That's it. I, I couldn't even... I, I think it was the green bad summer? Yeah. God, it, I don't yeah. even know. It was so fast. Yeah, yeah, it was the fast forward to the... It was the heavy eyeliner because apparently she got home really quick oh, so yeah, she could yeah. open that drawer and grab a piece of paper. <laughs> Maybe she's going to go add something to the memorial. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a grocery list. More eyeliner. So in the winter blue time, Sheriff Jack is spotting Luke, who is attempting to bench press, I think, the bar. I don't know. <laughs> Luke says he could do this every day and still look like a day player in the Santa Claus movie. So he doesn't even know why he's trying. <laughs> and Sarah, Sheriff says, don't say that loud, loud. Bullies can smell weakness on you. And I was like, and Axe body spray. <laughs> um, 
And he says, the bullies can smell what weakness on you. It's primal. And Luke says, well, Brent is a primate. <laughs> Wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> Cher says, my dad was a my way or the highway type. He used to bully me and my sister. He didn't want me to be a cop. He thought it was beneath me. And I was like, what did he want you to be? I, I don't know. know. Right? <laughs> okay. King of the world, apparently. WWE <laughs> He's like, the biggest lesson I ever learned was being my own person. Don't let people tell you what to do. Unless it's a beautiful woman. Let them think they call the shots, but you get the final say. And I was like, oh, I love a good misogynistic mentorship. Oh, my God. I wrote that. I was like, oh, a lesson of misogyny. How fun. It's cool. Back in the summer, Jeff is recording because it's all Jeff knows how to do. And Megan is carrying, like, a plate of, like, jello jigglers. And she's, she's Jello like, shots. But they weren't in a shot glass. They were just squares on a cookie sheet. And she says, let's get this party started. I was like, these are jello <laughs> shots that they aren't shooting. Jeff says, Megan killed it on the party. And LPS, I don't like you without the ponytail. So go back to that. And she says, cool. I got to grab some paper towels and runs away. Luke comes in and he immediately asks if Isabella is here. And Megan says, no. Brent says she can't come. So she's in the trailer jail. So, bleh. Luke says, oh, it's fine. She could come. He's fine. He takes a drink and then he says, it's fine. I'll pace myself. And I was like, oh, big drinker. Yeah. Megan tells him she'll help and chugs his drink because she's a cool girl now. This is when Luke says, your hair. I haven't seen it down in forever. Uh, bye. I gotta go do some shots. Cut to the green summer. Megan is flipping through the police files from Lisa's death. Debbie's like, I thought those were sealed. Megan says, they were, but I found a way because I'm an awesome hacker. Then she tells Debbie that someone who was at this party in St. Bart's heard Isabella convincing Lisa to go swimming that night, even though she was drunk. And people heard them fighting in the water. And she left by helicopter later that night before anyone could ask questions. The case was closed due to insignificant evidence. Seems sufficient to me. I mean, a falling out with your best friend and then someone drowns. Debbie's like, yeah, it's terrible. She's like, do I need to spell it out for you, Debbie? (laughs) It's happening again. History is repeating itself. Although, what? Okay. Yeah. I keep going back to like, I get confused that Luke actually drowned because he was drugged. And then he was not shot, but he was shot. Anyway, I don't care. Back to the birthday party. Megan and Jeff are chit-chatting about some place called Whitby Island. And wherever that is, this is a place that Jeff and his family go every August. Over at another corner of the room, some rando girl gives Luke a drink. And she calls it a hurricane, okay? Because she gives him the drink. And then when he drinks it, she throws water in his face and slaps him. I was like, is this like a party game that I'm not aware of? I've never heard of this. Jeff casually asks Megan if she wants to come with him to this Whitby Island this coming August. Isabella walks in, though. So, Record scratch. No more of that conversation. Megan immediately notices Luke immediately noticing Isabella walking. Poor Jeff is still standing there waiting for an answer, but Megan is off in La La Land. He's like, you know what? I'm sure you're just really busy. Find me later and we'll talk. Isabella walks up to her and states the obvious. She's like, Jeff has it bad for you. And Megan's like, uh, I know. I think I have to break up with him. On the other side of the room, Legan, Legan, Legan. <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's their new, that's their that's relationship. Their new, uh, Bradgelina. Yeah. Luke and some guys are inhaling helium. And if this does not convince you that Luke is indeed the elf on the shelf, literally nothing will. I laughed out loud so hard. 
Megan double checks with Isabella that she's not having any second thoughts. I mean, look at that elf over there. Look at him. Pretty sexy. Look at him. She's like, nope. (laughs) Like, I'm all set. He's all yours. I know. The Megan's like smiles meaningfully at him. Like, it didn't even change your voice because you're so sexy. (laughs) (sighs) So in the winter... Isabella and Luke are on the beach where everyone is running into the water for the plunge. So it's like a polar bear plunge, but lame. Luke says, Megan's never missed a plunge. We've gone together every year. Isabella tells him, well, she was coming until she got that message. Luke says, yeah, it was probably from Ned. And I was like, so he knows about Google guy? Like, that's a, a, a thing, I guess. And he says, I swear she'll do anything to blow me off lately. So two randos come over and say, Luke, nice of you to bring your trash out to the beach. And Isabella, can I plunge into you? I hear you like an audience. Luke decides to take off his shirt so the bullies will be scared away by the whiteness of his chest, I think. And the sharpness of his ribs. I know, because these bitches could cut you. He says, why don't you two go play with yourselves and leave her alone? The bullies are like, whatever, dude. Your nipples are blinding me anyways. We're Audi 5000. (laughs) Luke and Isabella strip down to their bathing suits and, like, run into the water. Apparently, this is the plunge. Apparently, they sell t-shirts to this. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I guess they do. In the future, Debbie decides to go into the trailer and look under Isabella's bed for whatever Megan was trying to get rid of that she snagged out of the trash. Debbie opens this bag and, like, freaks out. In the sunny past, Isabella runs into Luke at his party and she's like, um, happy birthday, I guess. Megan crushed this party and Brent comes over and says, traditionally in our culture, if you dump someone, you don't crash their party. Luke says, ignore him. I didn't want to be tied down senior year. Anyways, Parker says to Brent, your culture, huh? Where's that? Douchebag Island. (laughs) And her and Isabella (laughs) smile at each other like, we are awesome. Got him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Back in the green summer... Stone Cold Steve Chambers and Brent barge into the <laughs> sheriff's office. They demand to know why there haven't been any arrests. And what's his name? Jack. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know. Is that, uh, that like a really annoying thing? It's called evidence. Steve, evidence. Steve and Brent are convinced it's Isabella because her prints were on the gun. Okay. He didn't die from a gunshot. And they've already established that like a million people touched this gun. And her bag was at the cabin, which proves Nothing. absolutely zero things. I was like, okay. No DA would take this case anyway. Like, I realize this is not... We're arguing logic on a show that has absolutely none, but this is so stupid. This These people are so dumb. Steve says he's hiring a private investigator, and the sheriff's like, yeah, great. Do that. Go away. Whatever gets you off my freaking case. Back at the party, Jeff is filming again, and Megan is announcing the first annual Luke Chambers, the first and last annual, my, <laughs> I add, Luke Chambers Beer Pong Tournament. Luke is already three sheets to the wind. He picks Megan as his teammate because she has amazing hand-eye combination. And she's like, you mean coordination? He's like, yeah, that's what I meant. She apologizes to Jeff. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. But, like, it's his birthday. I can't tell him no. So Isabella asks Jeff if he wants to team up. And he's like, I mean, sure. Sloppy seconds. Yeah. As his camera lingers on Megan and Luke giggling together. Womp womp. In the future, in the most awkward uh, scene ever, Debbie <laughs> is storming out of this R- out of, of the RV with a bag of trash, just as Steve is, like, standing in her driveway. She didn't hear him drive up. Like, okay. 
so she clutches this trash to her chest like I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't I have, I have nothing here. You can't even see this. And says, Oh, I was just thinking about you. Today must be hard. And he's like, Yeah, cool. I'm here to talk to Megan. And she says, Well, the sheriff says we need to limit our interactions. And I was like, Also, what happened to Debbie being sick? Wasn't she dying? And now she's yeah, like, She know. looks perfectly fine, but whatever. Steve tells her, Screw Jack. He's not going to make any decisions. He's been hearing rumors and he needs to talk to Megan. Debbie says, Too bad. Um, She's not here. And he says, this is her car as he like literally puts his hand on it. Her car's <laughs> right here. And he says, um, the stuff in the news about Megan being pregnant and Isabella having money, um, the girls are hiding something. And I was like, really none of them relate to anything. Like that okay, right. Isabella they found Isabella's money at the cabin. What does that show? Like that she was in the cabin for one time and I mean nothing. And then, and then she has money a million like, years ago. It, yeah. And if, so what? if she was stealing money from Luke, wouldn't that money just be gone? I don't know. Whatever. He says, the girls are hiding something. I need to know what it is. I need to hear it from Megan. Debbie says, mm, wish I could help. She's not home. And he says, you can't hide her forever. And he stomps away. And I was like, yes, we can. We have a lawyer who yeah. hates us. So um, go bother him. Back at the winter blue time, Luke and Isabella are drying off as Luke is crying that he grabbed the wrong towel. And I was like, it looked like a perfectly fine towel, so I don't know. <laughs> and Isabella's like, oh, come on. And holds out her towel and says he, they can share. So they wrap up together, which makes no sense to me. And Isabella's like, this is a dumb American tradition. And I was like, everything they do in Chatham is dumb. It's just the way it is. Yeah. So some guy stumbles by dressed in a bear suit. Luke says he wears that all year. And I was like, what is happening in Chatham? No. <laughs> I did not get the connection. I think there's a too. gas leak in this town. <laughs> Maybe the aliens are coming to this town pretty and that, soon. And Maybe they've already been there. That's, that's why everyone thinks that Luke is so wonderful. They're like yes, mind control. Yeah. Yeah. In the blue summer, Megan has come over to Ned's house. It's like a fortress in this house. And they go down to the basement where his office is also like its own special kind of fortress. He even has fiber internet. Megan is very impressed. And actually, I am too because our internet sucks and I would literally kill someone for fiber. Anyway, he pulls up this security software. He shows her how it works. He says every sensor in the house, every door, every window sends a signal back to this software every minute on the minute. And if they don't, the system locks down. He's afraid, as we all were, that Y2K was going to come around and fuck everything up. And the system wasn't going to be able to send these signals and the house was going to get locked down. So he wants her to roll the clocks forward on the computer so he can see what happens. He couldn't do this. He needed this 17-year-old. I think it was he was afraid that he'd get locked in the room. So he made her do it. Okay. He made her do it while he was on the outside. That makes so much more sense. So he walks out of the room. He leaves Megan in the office and... The door locks and yeah. Okay, that makes so much more sense. So he's seeing if like she's going to be locked in there forever. At the party, the beer pong tournament is in full swing. And Luke is even more drunk and he sucks at beer pong. 
Megan's pretty good, though. She makes a shot, and they hug and jump up and down, and wouldn't you know it, they end up on the ground with Megan on top of Luke, and everyone's yelling, just do it already. Just fucking hook up right here in front of her. Poor Jeff looks so confused and so uncomfortable, but nothing happens. They don't, like, kiss or anything. They just get up and keep playing. I used to say when... She was getting locked in that basement. He says, I feel like I can trust you. And my nose says, yep, you can. I'm 17. I'm terrified of my principal. I'm dating an elf. I have a sex tape and I'm a raging bitch. But this I've got in the bag. And I was like, lock her in the basement. Lock her in. Oh, it's becoming cruel summer uh, season one. Just leave her down there. Yeah, Yeah. she's got to find some named guns. Annabelle or something. So, in the winter blue times, a random person takes a Polaroid of Luke and Isabella roasting marshmallows around the fire. And Luke says, this is cool hanging with you. Also, I don't think Megan likes me anymore. And I was like, what was your first idea? And Isabella's (laughs) like, she loves you. She's just going through something. Luke says, well, you were going through something last summer. What what is it? Isabella says, "Um, she broke up with Luke when she found out that Megan liked him. That's all. That's all it was. And she's like, I know you liked her. You guys are destined to be together. So back in the nice summer, Megan is leading Luke around and giving him a coat, trying to get him sobered up. Suddenly, the cops arrive, except, of course, it's not a cop. It's a stripper. Officer Bunny to a minor's birthday party. Mm-hmm. And the, sure. the stripper handcuffs Luke and drags him into the RV. And I was like, um, I thought that's where trailer jail was. Like, you can't just bring him into the trailer jail. And, of course, Jeff records Megan looking sad, like, meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid. Isabella's face, she's like, um, that's my room. I know. Can you please not, not leave fluids all over it? Gross. In the future, Megan is sitting outside with those police files, which have a mugshot of Isabella. I thought she flew away before any questions uh, yeah. could be asked. That was probably for that per- public urination. Oh, maybe. Um, Megan. That part was true. So Megan picks up the phone and dials the number and says immediately, like, nothing, like, there's no dial tone or anything. Hi, Trevor, it's Megan. I got your letter. We need to talk. And I was like, you can't afford to pay your bills, but you can afford international calls in 2000? Yikes. Like, mm, yeah, that was I know, expensive. Right? Yeah. Anyway. I didn't think about that, but you're right. At the birthday party, Megan's curiosity has gotten the best of her. She's peeking in the window of the Airstream at this striptease, and, like, the bunny has no shirt on anymore. It's very weird. This is literally a child's lap you're dancing on, but whatever. At the plunge in the winter times, Isabella and Luke have dried up and warmed up, and they are sitting in Luke's car. He's saying how she's done so much for Megan, how she broke up with him. I know that must have been really tough. That's like the worst part. Taking the fall for the sex tape. And Isabella says, she's my sister. I know she would do the same for me. And Luke's looking at her like, uh, I don't think that she would. But Luke asks if she regrets it. And she says, never. And he says he still thinks about her. And then he leans in and kisses her. And she immediately pulls away. And he's like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I was feeling something and you were feeling it too. And she's like, well, you thought wrong. <sighs> Inside the house at this party, Parker, I hate this show. Parker is teaching some of the girls, including Isabella, this like dance. It's okay? the genie in the bottle like, dance. It's I wasn't going to oh, get to that yet. Okay, sorry. 
Cut that out. Cut that out. No, it's fine. <laughs> it is the genie in a bottle dance, and there's like a lot of hip motion. And Isabella, uh, or excuse me, Megan comes in, and Isabella's like, come on, join us. And I said, she's light as a feather, stiff as a board. But she's trying. She's trying. She eventually gets into it. She's like, this is fun. Is this what fun is? I wouldn't know because I'm normally such a wretched bitch, right? Isabella's like, this is a great way to get someone to notice you. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Outside, Lou comes back from his lap dance and the guys are like, oh, bro, how was it? Tell us all about it. Give us the deets. And Luke's like, an elf never reveals its secrets. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I bet he cried and told her she smelled like his mom. How much you want to bet? <laughs> Oh, I'm telling Santa that you're a naughty girl. <laughs> okay. In the winter blue times, Megan is click clacking away and yells for Ned and says, I'm done. And I was like, that took all of like five minutes. The, right. the door buzzes and she's released from her basement prison. He shows her around like he's got a, like a computer shrine in his house. And he's talking about how he created this computer crap and the company fired him and he grew up poor you know he taught himself coding and climbed the ladder so when he got fired he thought his life was over now he makes his own rules and control Megan says that's what she wants but her boyfriend just doesn't get it maybe because he's 17 and she's like he hasn't found the thing he loves yet he'll probably just join the family business and I was like which is what exactly real estate investment property we don't know like I don't know Ned laughs and says, huh, the Chambers dynasty. His father thinks he's above the law and everyone should bend to his will. He, and he's like, he doesn't have time for anyone's opinions. Megan says, Luke isn't like that. Ned says, maybe not yet, but the apple doesn't usually fall far. Like, they are setting this up to be like, Luke is so awful. And it's just so dumb. Do you think Ned guy killed Luke? No, I think Ned guy has the the key to everything that happened on his, like, every two seconds recording thing. I think the whole thing is on there and they just are too stupid to have asked him yet. (laughs) I think he knows everything that happened. I think that's going to come back because they made a lot. They made a big point of this. This was like two full scenes. It's going to come back. Um, Yeah, you're right. In the summer, the girls are dancing now for the guys outside because they've obviously done a really good job and they can put on a show. And none of them can believe that Megan can move like that or that she has a body under those overalls. And I was like, she doesn't, though. Like, she's still a little girl. They tell Jeff he's a lucky guy. Parker kisses a random girl. And Brent's like, that's so hot. Megan holds out her hand to Luke to have him come dance with her. And Jeff looks like the droopy cartoon. His whole face just falls. And some random guy showers them with beer like that. And they're all screaming like, yay! And I was like, you all stink like beer. You're all going to be sticky. And you are children. Your parents are going to come home eventually. Like, that's dumb. Yeah. I said, we have reached the I'm a little gay for my friends portion of the party. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In the green summer, Isabella is in the hotel room. I guess she's sharing with Parker. She is jamming to that Christina Aguilera song when Megan comes banging on her door. She says, I know about St. Bart's and Lisa. Isabella asks how she found out, and Megan says, Trevor told me. He's my best friend now. And she says how Isabella has told so many lies, and they are all to make you look good. And I was like, what lie has made her look good? The one about it being her on the sex tape? Or the one about how she doesn't like Luke anymore? Or the one about how she 
peed in public? Like, what lie has she told to make herself look good? I mean, that Lisa's al- Lisa's alive was the big one, I think. Whoa, okay. Well, <laughs> and did she ever... Well... Well, okay, she was yeah, writing you're stories right. and letters to her and stuff. But anyways, that was it. That was it. Megan says, I read the police report. It was your idea to go swimming, and then she drowned. And Isabel is like, no. Lisa was drunk and upset. She jumped in the water on her own. I went in after her to see if she was all right, and then she was gone. It was the worst night of my life, and I should have told you, because we're sisters. So back at the party, it has settled down a little bit, and it's time for cake. Megan is lighting the candles when Luke comes in to tell her how perfect this day has been. Well almost perfect and she's like well what could I do to make it more perfect and he tucks her hair behind her ear and he says how he's missed hanging out with her this summer she's like me too and then she leans in to kiss him but oh no oh puke and rally Luke runs off to throw up all this beer he's been drinking all day I love that when she came in for a kiss he's like No offense, Megan, but I think I need to vomit now. <laughs> so dumb. In the winter, Megan gets home to find, uh, she comes from her computer escapade, to find Luke just sitting in her room. He's brought her a shirt from the plunge since she missed it, so now she has one from every year, and I was like, ooh, fancy. Mm-hmm. Cool. She says, you're sweet, and he says, no, and I was like, no, he's kissing ass because he cheated. He's p- setting mm-hmm. up some stuff. And she asked if Isabella had fun, and he says, I wouldn't know. I was only thinking about you. I miss you. I miss us. The last few days sucked. She says, I miss you, too. And he says, let's catch up. And she's, he's like, what did you do today? And she's like, I have a better idea, and starts take, kissing him and takes off her shirt. And I was like, ugh, gross. In the summer, Megan goes out to Jeff and says, oh, you've been quiet today. I can't imagine why. And he says, well, I've just been enjoying the show. It's been educational in a super crappy kind of way, Megan. And (laughs) Megan says, what do you mean? He's like, I saw it a while back, but it felt like things changed. I thought we had something good. You and Luke, it's so obvious he's the one you want to be with. And Megan's like, it's his birthday. Jeff says, every time I turned around today, you were with him. And when you weren't with him, you were talking and worry about him. She's like, he's my best friend, and he just got dumped by, like, a super hot girl, and you know he's never going to get one of them again. And he's like, well, that's lucky for you. And she's like, that's not fair. He says, it's not fair using me as your practice run. She's like, that's that's not what happened. I totally, I didn't. He says, you can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to me. We're done. Chatham, goodbye. I know. I said, oh, hey, there is one in this episode. Chatham, goodbye. All right, back in the hotel room in the bad summer. With Isabella and Megan yelling at each other. Isabella says to Megan how she never lied about them, like about us. I tried to be a better friend to you than I was to Lisa. That's why I pretended it was me on the sex tape, to protect you. During this conversation, we see that Parker has walked up to the room because they just left this hotel room door wide open. Mm -hmm. So she's listening to this whole thing. Then they start talking about New Year's Eve. Megan says... Here's what I think happened. I think you went back to the cabin and you killed Luke just like you killed Lisa. (sighs) Okay, whatever. After the party's over, I guess it's 10 o'clock because Steve and Debbie have come home. They are thrilled to find the house still standing. So they're like, great job. You didn't burn the house down. Megan asks what they did, and Debbie says they got dinner, and they saw a movie. I was like, for like nine hours? Like, wasn't this party like all day? They giggle, and they walk away into the living room, and Megan whispers to Isabella, was that like a 
date? And they're like, oh, I think it was. And in the other room, they're giggling. And it's apparent that they went to go see American Pie because they're like, one time, a band camp. (laughs) So dumb. So dumb. In the winter, Luke and Megan are talking after sex, as they do on TV, where the girl wears a bra for some reason. (laughs) But then over there, you know, the rest of them are naked, but whatever. And Megan is apologizing for being a jerk. She says it's hard for her that Luke and Isabella are so rich. She says she appreciates how he lets her be be her even when she sucks. And I was like, does he have any which other is, choice? <laughs> which is literally all the time. He says you couldn't you couldn't suck if you tried. And then I had a really inappropriate joke that I will not make on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me later. <laughs> Just about a second. Um, Luke says <laughs> Luke says something happened at the plunge today. And I was like, his weenie shrunk because the water is so full. <laughs> <laughs> she says he says me and Isabella were not fighting it was like old times she kissed me and I shut it down right away and drove her right home I just thought you should know and Megan's like <gasps> in the future um, Parker storms into the police station and Sheriff Jack says hey sweetheart this is a nice surprise and I was like wait is he her dad I was like I don't way to bury the lead I'm like okay and she says, I heard something I think you should know. Uh, then Megan, it's, okay. This is back in the in the future. Megan comes home. I don't know, oh, from being with Isabella. Oh, yeah. And Debbie, Debbie is waiting with a bag and says, we need to talk. And Megan says, where did you get those? Debbie says, they were in the Airstream. Is that Luke's blood? And it's whatever this fabric was that she was throwing away in her own trash can. Mm-hmm. Megan says, you think I killed him? Debbie says, I love you. <laughs> There's nothing I won't do for you. But um, I need to know what happened. Megan says, what if you don't like what you hear? And I was like, that's it. That's all we get. That's yeah, it. That's it. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm not going to like what you say, no matter what you say, Megan, because you're miserable. Yeah, every time you open your mouth, I fucking hate it because you're the worst. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, do you think Jeff did it because he's jealous no who do you think did it i I don't think it was megan or isabella i think he did something to himself i think he probably took a bunch of drugs they were fighting like i think the girls find out about like the felon i think they find out about the lie like the lie he put did about the kissing like i think that that comes out in um, there's this whole thing, like, she figures out, she figures it out, like, he'll try to cover it up, and then she'll be like, I don't believe you, Isabella, and then he'll say something, and be like, oh, yep, it was totally him that did it, and then it's gonna be like, he's gonna find out they're all mad at him, so he's gonna, like, take all these drugs and, like, kill himself, because he can't be a chambers man, and then something's gonna happen, they're gonna fight, and then, I don't know, it's all gonna be all accidental, I don't know. Okay. But I was completely wrong on Cruel Summer 1, so who knows? I don't know. We weren't too far. I I don't know. Every I yeah, I don't know. All my theories are kind of dumb. I think they I don't know. I think they think they killed him, but I think he was like he set it into motion kind of deal. Okay. Or maybe maybe somebody well, else killed him. Maybe Parker killed him. Maybe Brent killed well, him. Maybe his dad killed him. Wait a minute. What's that? What was the show? Uh fuck, the show with the girl who committed suicide in the first season. On Netflix. Oh, um, 
Yeah, 13 Reasons Why. St- st- 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, like the second season, I think it was, where the guy thought that he killed the football player dude by, like, beating him up. and But then, like, another guy came and, like, threw him in the water. And that's like, you know how what I mean? Yeah, I didn't watch the like second season. Because some... oh, I didn't want to watch okay. that guy because I didn't like him. He was gross. Well, never mind. Well, well it's kind of like what you were saying. Like, they thought that they did something to him but then like somebody comes in like after they've left and and actually finishes it and but they think that they're the ones that did it anyway whatever we can cut that part out but no i get it you get what i'm saying yeah like there's a third party that like these two girls don't know about and they're thinking that they're the ones that did it i don't know anyway i don't really care it's just luke yeah Yeah, i don't care he's dead Woo. yeah there's another elf on the shelf out there, I'm sure. What if he, like, took a bunch of drugs and then, like, tried to shoot him? Or he tried to shoot himself, and that's how he had, like, the graze. The, like, he had, like, a, he had a, like, the bullet grazed his ear. Like, his little elf tip of his ear came off. Mm-hmm. Or whatever happened. That, ha- <laughs> and, like, he's got to, like, they know he's been shot at. What if he did that to himself? And then, like, they're like, what are you doing? They pulled the drug away, or the gun away. And then they leave, and then he took a bunch of drugs or something. Like, I feel like he did this to himself. I'm trying to think of where he would have gotten the drugs. I bet Brent probably... Brent seems to me like somebody who has a connection with the Chatham drug dealer and probably keeps a bunch of stuff under his pillow or something. I feel like Steve does, because he he's, like, oh, weird. Yeah. and like, Steve? Yeah, and ragey. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, he's got something... Or they're Debbies, because this sickness that comes and goes maybe she had something i don't know wait didn't she didn't didn't um what's her name throw all her pills away yeah like there was a there was a scene where megan threw all her mom's pills away like yeah i wonder if he had taken them out of her medicine cabinet yeah i mean and luke dies tomorrow so i mean what the heck what's gonna happen happy new year happy new year not for luke not for luke all right, everybody. Well, what could you tell us? You want maybe you could tell us about your best birthday ever. I don't know. I probably don't remember my best birthday ever because after I hit a certain age, you just you don't really care anymore. I don't. Uh, was that? no. My twenty third. I think it was my twenty third birthday. It was right after my husband and I had gotten together. And we're dating, and I had never really had a party growing up like I never had a party with kids or anything like that so he threw me a big party and all like invited everyone I knew so that was super fun yeah that was fun that's really fun I don't remember I did used to have birthday parties when I was young they would most of the time probably for five years in a row they were at showbiz oh showbiz pizza yeah it's it's not charles uh, entertainment cheese it's the it's the bear it's like a bear guy it's the bear yeah oh and that bright sun films that i've been telling you about they have a whole series on chuck e cheese where they talk about uh showbiz too i was like oh my god that's my childhood anyway those were fun i think i don't remember my childhood but from the pictures i could tell i was having a really (laughs) great time (laughs) or at least i was making faces like i was yeah i was um making that motion with the sides of my mouth that would imply that I'm having a good time. But who knows? Who knows what eight-year-old Kelly was thinking and feeling? Anyway, 
All right. Well, if you want to tell us about, you know, your best birthday, your worst birthday, just uh, tell us what you're doing for your birthday this year. You can tell us anything. It doesn't even really matter. We just like to hear from you. And you could do that in many, many, many different places like where, Tiffany? Well, you can go to our website at thatsoriginalpodcast.com and leave us a message. You can send us an email at thatsoriginalpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook and Instagram at That's Original Podcast and check out our awesome memes. They are amazing. Kelly works really hard on them. Or you can go to X, Twitter, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, um, and <laughs> see That's So Pod and check us out there. You can uh, like us and follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Leave us a review. Hit the little star. Be our friend. We miss you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember when people you used to like write us? That was cool. That was a good time. Where are you? Where did you go? So, oh, uh, I think that's go it. Go back to us. I know. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. All right. Well, we will be back next time with episode seven of Cruel Summer. And I don't know. We'll see what kind of bullshit they throw at us next time. But for now, bye. bye. Ba-na-na-na, da-da-da-da. Da, da.